Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. You want to know how tired we are right now, people? Shannon had to take a breath between Misfit Stars and podcasts. No, I was debating. It was a moment of, of reflection. I was like, uh, I want to tell people this is going to be half a podcast. Oh. So I, today, so I, I thought about saying, welcome to the Misfit Stars half a podcast. <laughs> but then I didn't. And it was all, that all happened in that split second pause. That wow. That's yeah. so much <laughs> So much. A little world in that pause. I love it. Very exciting. People, thank you for joining us. Later on in this episode, we're going to be talking about nothing. And here's why. Because if you want to hear us talk, you got to come to our fundraiser. That's right. We're doing a telethon fundraiser. We've been doing it for the last seven nights. Tonight is night eight. Uh, that's Tuesday when we're recording this. It ends Thursday. That's the last night. It's 10 straight days of us talking rapid fire back and forth, not unlike we do here on the podcast, with one another for at least an hour every single yeah, night. Yeah, and I think that, you know... Humans are allotted a certain number of words every day. Yeah. And we're using all of our words. We're over. Yeah. We're way over. <laughs> so if you want to hear us banter, uh, come to our fundraiser. And it's awesome because it's not just us bantering. It's also us playing live music. I, we bring the Wurlitzer electric piano from the 70s into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I accompany Shannon. We sing some Shannon Curtis classics, some mm -hmm. favorites. I do Jamie Oki, which if you've never heard it, is just a wondrous thing to behold. It's you donating to the fundraiser. Then you get to pick a song from the 80s, as long as I know it well enough to like know the melody, yeah. I'll look up the lyrics. I will do a verse and a chorus with so much enthusiasm and verve just yeah. for you. It's wonderful. We're going to give you a, a full update on the fundraiser in just a bit here Great. on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, you should join us. And then that's where we're using all our words. And that's why we're doing only half a podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, people, all of our fundraising efforts right now are going toward our friend Michelle. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say here, because this is the time when we say it, that Misfit Stars is how our people support the work that we do. So if you would like to support our work in the world, please go to misfitstars.com slash support and you can do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, uh, do we have any announcements, Shannon? Announcements, announcements, announcements. That was good. It was Thank bouncy. You. It was very it was tuneful. Jaunty. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um, really, the, the fundraiser, that's our big, big announcement. Yeah. Um, we, we introduced this last week uh, because we've been going at this thing now for a week, yep. this fundraiser. It's pretty incredible. So first of all, we're raising money for our dear friend, Michelle Vanderpool, who is someone that I've known for a couple of decades. And Jamie, Heck, I've known her for like 16 years at this point. Yeah. Um, 15. And, 15. And, uh, and Michelle uh, is a dear friend. She's more like family than friend. We yeah. learned the, the Hawaiian term for that the other day uh, when somebody from who is Hawaiian donated to our campaign. And she's like, Michelle is your ohana. Yes. Which it's is so sweet. It, yeah. And, and it's totally a great, it's a wonderful word for that. It's, it, it's the ohana is chosen family, whether they're blood related or not. Right. It's like, family, blood or chosen. Okay. Got it. I love that. Anyway, Michelle, um, Michelle, showed up for me in a massive way uh, many years ago in my life when I was at a really tough spot, a real transition place. Yeah. I was, my first marriage was ending. Uh, I was broke as can be mm -hmm. uh, trying to make ends meet and also trying to figure out what the next phase of my life was going to look like. Like I just, I, I, I was in the middle of so many big changes and I knew that that change was needed but I just, like, I was so, I was in such a broken state that I didn't even know mm. how to move forward, yeah. you know? It just takes time sometimes, yeah. you know? And and so I was trying to survive and, like, just keep myself going during this time and also try to figure out what was next. And that was all really hard to juggle by myself. And uh, Michelle and I met for lunch quite often at that time in our lives in Sacramento, where we both lived at the time. 
And she asked me one day, do you need a place to live <laughs> rent-free? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be really helpful. And you were living in a really kind of remedial sort of living situation just, at the time. It felt very temporary. It felt very transitional. You yeah. know, it was not you were literally, a place to make home. You were living in a garage. It was a, it was an apartment that was uh, someone had converted their garage into it. And it was, it, you never saw the inside of it. It was lovely. You, I, I, we shouldn't make... We shouldn't make it sound like it was a dump because it wasn't. It was a it was a lovely place to land mm. for a little bit, um, but it was a garage on an alley. You know, like well, it was not thing. something that was permanent. It for can me. only be so nice if it's yeah. a garage apartment. And 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 I was grateful for it, but also the the trying to keep up with the bills and all that stuff was just it was it was overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um. And so I, I moved in with Michelle, and I lived with her for a year, and. During that year, uh, I was able to get myself in a, in a more stable place financially. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually really helpful to me in that regard, in terms of uh, in terms of helping me like look at my finances in a way that I could plan, you know? Yeah. And because uh, she's really good at that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so. Um, it was really helpful to 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 get her advice on stuff and get her encouragement on that. Um, I really hadn't, I don't think, really behaved much like an adult <laughs> with regard to my finances before then. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird to say that, but like, it's true. And she really helped me with that. Um, she, you know, also it was just a, it was a place where um, I, 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 I so I got, I got myself, you know, on a on a more stable footing financially, mm-hmm. but also I had a comfortable place to go um, with a friend there to talk with every day. She had the two most wonderful dogs, Calliope and Milo, yes. and and you know, just getting puppy love every day is just good for one's soul. Mm-hmm. And so, in that year, I was able to just kind of take a bit of a breather, yeah. collect myself. Yeah. And figure out what was next, and um, and so I really consider that year of my life as being the springboard for everything I've been able to to do with my life since then. Like yeah. I, I really don't think I, I don't know how my life would look today had I not had that year of respite and um, and growth and almost kind of like mentorship in a way. Y- yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was really amazing. So people, this is who Michelle is. Uh, and Michelle needs help. That's the deal. Right. That's the point. Michelle has an incurable cancer. She got diagnosed with this last year. It's called multiple myeloma. It's a blood cancer. Uh, and it affects uh, white blood cells as opposed to red blood cells, which, uh, which means that it also has to do with like your bone marrow. It's like this whole complicated like Well, your, thing. White, your white blood cells are is, is what your immune system functions yeah, via. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she, uh, she, there's a treatment she can do. She actually started it yesterday. Uh, and the treatment basically, it's just like this whole long complicated thing. We won't bore you with the details, but it's going to cost her, despite the fact that she has amazing insurance, $60,000 out of pocket. I just want you to imagine for a second that someone just handed you a $60,000 bill that you had to pay. Could you pay it? I couldn't. I couldn't pay a $6,000 bill. I mean, most people couldn't pay a $600 bill. And so imagine a $60,000 bill. Imagine then that you're going into this treatment that won't even save your life. There's no cure for multiple myeloma, but there is a life-prolonging treatment. It can extend your life seven to 10 years. Hopefully that could buy her enough time for science to catch up and make this be a chronic thing, not a fatal thing. They're right on the cusp of that, so it's a very real possibility. Mm -hmm. But imagine going into that process with the financial stress of maybe having to go bankrupt because you have a $60,000 bill. That's not 
not going to help your healing process whatsoever. Or to be in a massive amount of debt. It was just it's untenable. All yeah. bad, all bad. So stressful. So Shannon and I are doing what we can in our community, and we're doing a fundraiser. It's been really successful so it's far. It's been amazing. We thought when we first set out on this, we were like, okay, well, let's let's set a let's set a top goal. What do you, we think we can raise in ten days from yeah. Michelle? And we're like, okay, we think five thousand dollars. We, yeah. we think we can raise, comfortably raise five thousand dollars. Well, we hit that mark like three days in. Yeah. And so we've subsequently had to raise our new top goal a few times. Three times. And we now have a new top goal of $9,000. And we're only 650 bucks away from that as we're recording this right yeah. now. By the time you hear this, that number will have probably changed. Yeah. Um, but that's incredible. Like, I just, I feel so grateful that so many people in our community have stepped up and said, yeah, I can help. I've got a little bit of extra here. Let me pass this on to your friend, Michelle. I don't know her, but I'm going to go ahead and do this good for her. And it's really been a community effort. We've had nearly 100 people supporting it as of the recording of this podcast. That's so cool. Like 94 people. And that's really amazing, right? And it's it's how Shannon and I do everything we do in the world. We don't just go to like one or two people and be like, hey, can you support this in a huge way? We go to our community and we aggregate broad-based support. And that's for our careers. That's for our fundraising efforts when we do them. It's for everything we do because we, simply we've learned that there's two things about it. First of all, it's way easier and way better to ask a bunch of people for a little than mm -hmm. a couple of people for a lot. Because most sure. people don't have a lot, but a lot of people have a little. Yeah. And if you can add those up, then you can really get somewhere. Yeah. And also the bigger point, and this speaks to our careers as well as to this specific fundraising effort for Michelle, mm. there's an energetic power when a bunch of people come together to do something. Totally. It manifests in the universe. Not to sound like a huge hippie, but I really think it's true. You know, if one or two people support something, they might be the most enthusiastic people in the world, mm -hmm. but that energy only goes so far. But when you get like a critical mass of people, you know, 94 people feels like a critical mass to me, yeah. and they're all putting their energy toward this thing, that's real. Yeah. And that can have repercussions out in the world above and beyond the financial implications of the fundraiser. Oh, for sure. Like, I think, you know, we right now we've raised $8,350 as mm -hmm. of the, this recording. And I, I'm sure there are people out in the world who are have the ability to just open their checkbook if they still have a checkbook because it's 2021 mm -hmm. who has that. Open their Venmo. <laughs> yeah. And, and just write a check for $8,000, you know, and... and By the way, if that's you, hit me up. Yeah, so totally, right? But, you know... The and and someone could do that, and the financial impact for Michelle would be roughly the same. It would be the same as the amount of money we've raised so far mm -hmm. within our community. But I think, like what you're saying, the energy around it is entirely different, yeah. you know. And um and 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 yes, the financial goal is the goal. Like that's what we that's the point of doing this. But also, there's this this wonderful um just mountain of support and encouragement that has been built over the last week yeah. in this fundraiser for Michelle. She's been on our night broadcasts in the comments, you know, every uh, night chatting in every night. Um, she's going to be on live with us tonight. So you're, you're going to hear this uh, podcast starting on Wednesday so that this live broadcast with Michelle will have already taken place. But if you want to watch it, it'll be available on replay. So you get to meet her um, uh, and, and see her face yeah. <laughs> and find out that she is indeed a real person. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, she's such a good person. Yeah. Uh, Today's the first day of this treatment. So the way the treatment works, this first part of it is they're harvesting stem cells. So they have 
two IV things hooked up, one into each arm. One's out and one's in. The out one takes blood out for five hours straight. She can't get up. She can't go pee. I don't know what happens if she needs to go poop. Like, nobody knows. <laughs> uh, hold it, I guess. And, like, they take the blood out, and it goes in this machine that separates out stem cells. They hold those off to the side in, like, a sterile blood bag, and they just, like, put them in a freezer for later. Fridge, I don't know, something. And then the blood gets returned to her other arm. So it's sort of like dialysis. It goes out, it does a thing, and then it goes back in, but they're harvesting stem cells. They're going to do this until they get enough stem cells to like do the f subsequent parts of the procedure. If they get enough today, she's done. Otherwise, she goes back tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow until she's done. Mm -hmm. It could be one day. It could be three or four days. Just depends on her blood and all that it's kind of a, thing. It's a stem cell transplant, but it's an autologous stem cell transplant. So it's her own stem cells being yeah. harvested and then re-transplanted back into her body. It's a from you to you transplant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which is just, it's cool. But it's, it's still called a transplant. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I love it. Well, and and science is freaking amazing. Yes, I mean, like that, that, that they can do this at all is really amazing. So her, the cancer she has is attacking her, like you said, white blood cells and and um, and and it attacks her immune system in a particular way. Um, and so what they're going to do after they've harvested those stem cells is on June 7th, that's like D-Day for Michelle, mm -hmm. she's going to have a massive dose of chemotherapy, like nuclear blast of chemotherapy. That's You're kind of mixing your war metaphors here. Am I? Yeah. What, do I, what did I do? Well, you did D-Day, then you kind of did Hiroshima. Oh, like, okay. Which is it well, really? Whatever. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's going to be like a nuclear blast. Well, of, it is. It's of, World War II. Everything's messed okay, up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's going to have massive chemo that's going to essentially wipe out what a, her entire immune system. It's going to kill all those cells. The, it's going to kill the, the cancer cells, but it's also going to kill all those healthy cells that are similar to the cancer cells in that part of her body, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to leave her with no immune system, and it's going to leave her very tired and very sick. She will lose all her hair. She will do the throwing up. She will do all that, you know, because essentially it's poison being yeah. put into her body, targeted to kill the cancer cells, but it can't not kill the healthy cells too. Kills everything. Kills everything. And because it's going to wipe out her immune system... In a pandemic. <laughs> right. She, uh, I mean, in, even if it weren't a pandemic, she was going to have to be, she would have to be in isolation, complete quarantine isolation with a 24-hour caregiver who's also completely quarantined and isolated with her uh, for up to two months. Is it two months or more? Two months, I think yeah. is what it is. Um, during that time, after she's, you know, they've wiped her completely out, they will reintroduce those stem cells that they've collected and in, back into her body. The ones they're grabbing today. Yeah, and those will regrow a new immune system. It is amazing that this, that they can even do this. Isn't that wild? Right? It's just amazing. And like, it'll still be her immune system because it's her stem cells. If you do, we have another friend, our dear friend Steve, who got a stem cell transplant for a different kind of cancer, but it was from his brother. And mm -hmm. so he imported his brother's operating system and he ended up with like some of his brother's allergies it's and so stuff. Wild. It's so weird, yeah. you know? Uh, so really like whatever stem cells you get put back into you, that's what right. really determines who you'll be on the inside in a certain right, way. Right. So she'll still be her because she's getting her own stem cells back in. Right, right. Right, but she will have to eventually get every vaccination she's ever gotten in her life, she'll have to get again. Because it's a clean operating system install. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a computer, totally. It's like a computer. It's like if you blow the computer away because it has viruses, problems, whatever, you reinstall <laughs> the operating system, but then you got to reinstall all the software. you got to install right. Microsoft Office, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to do all the stuff. And it's exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. just imagining like downloading a computer. Anyway, yeah. So it's 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 remarkable. Um, but you know, there's there's so many costs associated with this. Um, she has to live near Stanford Medical Center for those two months. Fortunately, uh, it's cheap to live there. <laughs> Actually, it's not. Oh wait, it's in Palo Alto, the single most expensive place in the country, yeah. if not the world. And because she has to be housed with a caregiver, it eliminates a lot of the options that are oftentimes available for patients that are getting procedures done at Stanford Medical Center. So like very complicating thing. But And then afterwards, there's going to be lots of um, physical therapy, you know, just rehabilitation, I guess yeah. is what I should say, you know, after this. Because I mean, it's just going to, it's going to do a real number on her body and it's going to take a lot for her to get back from that. Um, so there's just going to be ongoing costs. Uh, she's estimating that it'll be about 60 grand. And, you know, I, I really don't think any person should be entering into this kind of a thing, having to worry about coming up with money when really what they need to be concerned about and focusing their energy on is healing yeah. and recovery. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, I feel really grateful that we have an opportunity to actually do something to meet a practical need. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I could never in a million years repay Michelle for what she did for me back in 2005, six. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it changed the course of my life, and yeah. I, I, you know, I can say thank you forever, and it still won't, <laughs> still won't measure up to, mm-hmm. in my estimation of, of the enormity of what she did for me. But it feels really good to be able to, uh, to do what we can do, and and to help her in, in a practical way yeah. with raising some money. And you all that have contributed, man, you have come through. Thank you. I mean, close to nine grand at this recording. Uh, that's just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Thank By the you. way, uh, we've really been burying the lead here. If you'd like to pitch into this, go to Misfit Star. Com slash fundraiser. Oh yeah, we're Do hosting that. we're hosting this thing on the Misfit Stars website because it's an outgrowth of that work. Yeah. it's that community building, that community aggregation mm-hmm. work. So please, uh, if you've if if you've already donated, thank you so much. If you haven't and you're able, what we would say is, and we feel comfortable saying this because it's not for us. Please be as generous as you possibly can. Mm. Like really, go the extra mile. You know, if if throwing 20 bucks at it, you wouldn't even notice. That's great. Do that. But what if it were a hundred? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the point at which you'd be like, oh, it's a little expensive, but I can do it. Like, try to do that for us. Mm. Try to do that for Michelle. Mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it. Like, if you could do a hundred, but you could also do 250, do 250. If you could do 250, what about five? Hundred. <laughs> or 5,000. I don't know. 5,000 is too much. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like everyone's got that at the edge of comfort thing, you know? Like you and I could probably at this point, if we, we could comfortably do a $50 donation to a thing, well, we'd probably, I'd be pushing us to do a hundred. Mm-hmm. It's a lot for us, mm-hmm. but we could do it. And like, if we could, and it really wouldn't hurt then we should do that. And that's right. what I want to encourage our listeners to do too. Great. So misfitstars.com slash fundraiser, please be as generous as you can. Yeah. We'll be really grateful for it. Uh, and the fundraiser is ending Thursday, the 27th, mm-hmm. uh, to coincide with the last song on 2020-101. So uh, do it quickly. Yeah, it's it's coming up real yeah. quick. Hey, and by the way, since we're doing acoustic performances every night of mm-hmm. this fundraiser, and we have been for the last week, uh, they're all on Facebook. You can go watch them if you'd like to. We are not going to be do our, doing our monthly acoustic right. uh uh, online concert this month. So, um, if you want a concert's worth of performances, though, you have a, a you'll have at the end of this ten days of fundraiser stuff to watch, Honestly, and you can get, get it's get four your it's four concerts worth All of right. performances. I love it because it's like thirty that's songs. True. Yeah, yeah. But we've been having a lot of fun doing it. So that's that's where the performances are going this month. The other thing that is ending this Thursday, besides the fundraiser, is our twenty twenty one hundred one project. I mean. Uh. At least this, this phase of it, the yeah. the really like hardcore, the hundred and one day thing. The hundred, yeah, the last, the hundred and first day is Thursday. Wow. 
amazing. Holy cow. I, I like, I've, I've never not known this album project. <laughs> I look into my past, I think of being a small child, and I think I was working on this record. <laughs> it, it's it the feels, only reality. It's the only reality I've ever experienced. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. It feels really good to be reaching the end of this phase of it. I say this phase because we have more plans for this album, yeah. which we'll talk to you about in a couple of weeks. Or the summer or something. After we've gotten through this fundraiser and gotten a little bit of rest under our belt. Um, but we've got, we've got more plans for this record. Um, but the major push is over on Thursday. And that feels awesome. Uh, so Thursday night's broadcast, uh, the final night of the fundraiser, uh, it's the final day of 2021. Like, it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be great. Um, By celebration, we mean sitting quietly around the house. <laughs> barely able to move. That's kind of how we feel right now, but we have to get our energy up for stuff. Like, we have to do podcasts today. We have to do fundraiser every single night. Not being energetic isn't an option. That's but right. Jesus, like, we... we slept late today. Well, I mean, we went to sleep at five. So we woke up at like 1.30. That's eight and a half hours sleep. It's not extraordinary, but still like we woke up at 1.30 and at like 3.30, we were like, I'm tired. Yeah. It's yeah. just how things are it's right now. It's just how things are going. But it's okay. It's we can fine. Make it. This is not a complaint. A couple is, other announcements yeah. for you. We have a remix album that's out. You can uh, see it at uh, misfitstars.com slash remix album. I just made a little short link to redirect you to where it actually lives. Mm -hmm. Misfitstars.com slash remix album. It's a 60 minute long adventure of sound. Oh my gosh. We had so 10 great. different artists from around the world uh, do reinterpretations of songs of Shannon's from her last year's record. Uh, and it's just nifty. It takes you on this really, really cool journey. It's very like cerebral. It's dancey in parts. It's really trippy. It's just wonderful. It is. It's it's great for exercising. It's great for meditating. It's great for like dancing around the living room in your underpants, <laughs> theoretically. Uh, Curtains so open that. or closed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, live your bliss. You know what I mean? Hey, if the neighbors don't want to see you in your underpants, they shouldn't be looking at your house. Am I right? <laughs> All right, moving on. We're you collecting know. people's story. Oh, did you have more about no, underpants? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Go ahead. Next announcement. We're collecting people's stories still for our 2020-101 project. So if you have a story to share about creating peace and presence by making art in 2020, or if you want to share something you made, or ideally both, please send that to me at jamie at misfitstars.com. Uh, people have been going ham. That's so fun. With this topic. I have like nearly 30 contributions wow. on the story archive and every single one of them, all, well, no, that's not true. All but like five, mm -hmm. I want to say, have uh, like whatever the person also sent me and like shared with me. So like there are links to people's albums they've made. There are videos of people performing things. Cool. There are pictures of a variety of things that they have made with their hands, like quilts or painting rocks or photos they took. One woman did a photo series awesome. every day for a month in the beginning of the pandemic to oh. document how she was feeling and then wrote a piece about it. And her writing's there and her photos are there. Oh my gosh. It's just really nifty thing. I haven't had a chance to go check out You've those. You've been busy. I know, but okay. I can't wait. That sounds amazing. It's really nifty. So people, if you want your presence to be documented, if you want your experience of 2020, you know, specifically in terms of like the things that you made to help yourself cope with it, uh, please, if you want that to be represented in our story archive for perpetuity, send it to me, jamie right. at misfitstars.com. We would absolutely love to include your voice there. Right. And that theme is uh, the, the theme for song 10, which is uh, the, the last song we released, mm -hmm. Something Out of Nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so cool that so many people are sharing yeah, it's cool. about their experience with that. That's neat. I mean, there was a reason that became one one of the songs because <laughs> a lot of people did share that that was a way that they they coped with yeah. uh, the crazy year that we all went through and the story archive in general is just turning into this really nifty thing because I've been keeping at it for like 
99 days, right? right? And uh, there's about 200 stories on there, all told, just from all different types of experience and all different ages and just people processed this last year in a lot of different ways. Cool. I mean, it was a novel event, right? And so everyone's response to it was kind of unique to them Mm -hmm. and and new for Mm -hmm. them. And we've been doing the best job we can at capturing those for you. So really, like, go check it out. Spend some time there. 202101.net. Awesome. It's really nifty. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the last song's coming Thursday. Woohoo. So there's that. Yay. That's our final announcement. So how are you feeling, sweetheart? You know, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm tired. I'm going to keep this really short because I've already sort of said these things. Mm. I feel tired because we're at the tail end of a big, big push. I feel super grateful uh, about the fundraiser and how the community is engaged uh, in doing that with us. Um, that's about it. I, like I, that, that's my that's my state. I'm I'm really having to live in a very moment to moment kind of way right now because of my level of tiredness. It's you like know? having a goldfish around the house. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm having to like really just be very conscious. Of, okay, how am I feeling right now? What do I need? How am I going to get myself to the next moment? <laughs> you mm. know, and that's okay. That's I can do that. And uh, but that's where I'm at. How about you? Similar. I feel good. I want to like contextualize everything by mm-hmm. saying that I feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm tired and low energy, but also I feel resilient. I have reserves. Mm-hmm. I can marshal them. I can get hyped up if I need to for yeah. stuff. And, yeah. I, and we need to every night. And that's honestly probably kind of healthy and good just to get us through the end of this project. In a weird way, the finder is kind of like helping me get my energy up. <laughs> I find myself feeling tired in the afternoons and then we do our fundraiser and then I have more energy yeah, after. Yeah. After, like it actually really like invigorates me. I know what you mean. So mm-hmm. that's good. It's helpful. Uh, yeah, but I'm happy. I'm grateful to our amazing community. Thank you, people. MissFistArt.com slash funders, a little plug there. <laughs> but yeah, feeling good. So let's uh, fire up the good news machine. Yeah? All right. Do you want to go first? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. So I've got one actually from my home state of Vermont. Go Vermont. Very exciting. Vermont is doing something that's so important in terms of like trailblazing and setting the tone for hopefully what the rest of the country will do. At least, you know, the parts of the country that are run by good people. Surely the parts of the country that are run by bad people will just continue to be cesspits. But, you know, what can you do? Mm -hmm. Um, But Vermont has enacted the nation's first statewide ban on the use of toxic forever chemicals. What's a forever chemical? So glad you asked, Shannon. So the technical name for these is they're uh, polyfluoroalkyl substances. Okay. Polyfluoroalkyl substances, uh, known colloquially as PFAS, right? And these are substances that don't break down in the environment. And so beginning in the 1940s, PFASs have been used in a variety of applications, including in stain and water-resistant fabrics and carpeting, oh. like stain master carpets. That's PFASs, oh. right? Uh, cleaning products, some paints, firefighting foams. Mm. Uh, and certain PFASs are also authorized by the FDA for limited use in cookware. Mm. Think like Teflon coating and stuff like that, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, food packaging, food processing equipment. Uh you know, the idea being that you want something that absolutely doesn't transfer to something else. Well, the non-transferability also means that it's not going to be reactive to anything. When something transfers to something else, it's because it's reactive to heat or uh-huh. to grease or to... A, a chemical reaction. Yeah, some or, sort of chemical mm-hmm. reaction. These things are largely impervious to any and every chemical reaction, which also means they don't experience chemical reactions in nature that cause them to break down, so they just sit there for frickin' ever. They live forever. And that's bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Vermont... Band them, and that is a big deal. Cool. And I, by the way, it's not like Vermont's going to like turn into some like 
1930s type of society where we don't have the benefits of any of the advancements of PFASs. Science has marched on since the 40s, and there's other things that can do these do, do these tasks now. It's not like they're going to be without firefighting foam. You know what I mean? Right. It's just that there is another formulation of firefighting foam that does break down the environment. That's all, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's important important to know that because you know that the corporate sponsored Republican pushback, right? Because Republicans are corporatists and that's mm -hmm. who they defend. Mm -hmm. I mean, and some Democrats are too, you know what I mean? It's true. But whomever is defending corporations in this fight, because corporations don't want to change because they have the thing they know how to use. They can produce it cheaply. They're all set up and to make it. And they've made a bunch of money on it already for the last many decades and, and would like to continue doing that. Totally, totally. Even if it is bad for people in the environment. All these things are yeah. true. So, you know, those interests are going to be telling you that, well, we can't do without this stuff. Do you want to not have nonstick cookware any longer? What about your stain master carpet? You know, what, yeah. about, what about when your dog pees on your carpet? You know, do you want to have to get new carpet? That Just know that that's a lie. Right. That's not actually the reality of the situation. There's other products that can replace these. It's just that they're not toxic for the environment. Oh, man. That's all. I feel like what you've just described in terms of like messaging around things that... Messaging from establishment type organizations and corporations mm -hmm. against progress. Mm. <laughs> like that is, you can apply what you just said to so many different things. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, 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 if an entity is invested in the status quo and the way things have been, mm -hmm. then, and they have a lot of power because that thing has been become so entrenched or they've become so profitable doing it that they've got tons of power to message. They can say, this is bad. What are you going to do without these things that you've been used to? And completely discount the fact that there are, that time marches on. Yeah. Research get you know, answers new questions, finds new solutions, and we can actually progress and do things in a better sort of way that's healthier for people, healthier for the environment, healthier for the world. I mean, this applies to my good news machine thing, actually. It's, it's, it's kind of an, an interesting segue yeah. <laughs> to my good news machine thing because it also applies to policy. You know, like there are people who've been invested in the old way of doing things and have not been able to imagine or, 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 they're, or they're so invested, they're, like their personal, livelihood depends on the way things have been. Sure. Like you, gotta, you gotta imagine that like the buggy lobby was really up in arms in 1908. Right? When the car was invented, you mean? Is the that, first mass production, like yeah. the Model T came out in 19, yeah. 1908. Oh my gosh, yes. Every time there is the, uh, the opportunity for progress, the old the old guard is going to be up in arms sure. and is going to try to scare people away from the progress because it would mean change. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So do you want me to segue into my good news machine? Go for bit? it. Then, so mine is great news. And it, it comes uh, today, the day we're recording this, is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd being murdered in Minneapolis. Yep. Um, and so I know there's a lot of reflection going on in the country about what's happened in the last year. But in the state of Washington, the really good news, uh, I find this to be good news, is that our state has, over the last number of months, enacted a dozen new laws intended to reshape policing and to hold officers more accountable for misconduct. Hell yeah. Which is amazing. But And some of the laws are really cool. Like, I mean, like it's really interesting to see the tack that our government here in Washington state has taken. So the laws do include things on, like there's a ban on no-knock warrants. That's the kind of uh, thing that ended up getting Breonna Taylor murdered yep. in Louisville. 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 <laughs> Just 
tripped over my tongue saying that. Uh, it bans chokeholds and neck restraints, which of course is uh, uh, how Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a requirement that officers intervene when they witness excessive force by fellow officers. So that goes to the you know three officers that were standing around watching Derek Chauvin murder George Floyd uh, under these new laws. They would be required to intervene and not allow that murder to take place, yeah. right? Amazing. But there's other laws. There's other laws that make it easier uh, to decertify officers for misconduct. You know, like an example again with Derek Chauvin, he has a massive history of misconduct as yeah. a police officer. He's like been in dozens it, of incidents. Yeah. And and there the there are so many uh, there's so many barriers to getting police officers who are bad cops decertified so that yeah. they can't continue to serve they can't jump to a new police department if even if they've been let go it's hard to fire a cop to begin with yeah. but even if they've been let go it's hard these this new law will make it so that it will be harder for that to happen for them to just go somewhere else they just and go continue. the next town over typically right often they don't even have to move. Um, because they don't typically live where they work anyway. Right. This new and there's a new law that's going to collect data from law enforcement agencies uh, when the when a use of force happens. It's like there's there's like a a dearth of data right now. Like mm-hmm. like there there have been uh, and that's on rules purpose. in place by the un- police unions that keep it keep people from being able to collect data and hold data on officers who use use of force. I mean, and they routinely stonewall FOIA requests. Like they're really bad actors in terms of transparency. Right. So this is going to increase transparency in Washington State. One bill creates an independent office to investigate police use of deadly force. So like it's not going to be the cop shop investigating the cops yeah. when they use deadly force. It's an independent investigator, which... Like internal affairs. Like it's right duh. there in the name. Like it makes... It like makes, internal affairs is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to police myself for yeah. my bad activity. No. So it makes it makes sense. But there's, here's the exciting part, and the, this is the thing that I think that... Um, that relates to what you were saying about progress mm. and and the people who are invested in the status quo not being able to imagine the progress or, yeah. or wanting to resist the progress is that some of the some of these new laws in our state uh, are also determined to address racism across society and they went even further further than just you know what's happening in the police force but they they passed a broad slate of bills that are intended to address systemic racism in schools and through environmental policy mm. and this is what i think you know is is a failure of imagination when people hear the term you know police abolition when we use the word abolition mm-hmm. you know it's not that you know oh we're just going to eliminate you know it's not that people are saying we just want to eliminate cops and then we're done no 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 <laughs> what we want to do is actually reimagine where we invest our resources as a society, let's invest in the root causes of, uh, of crime yeah. and so that we don't need police forces well, like we if you, do. If you just think about like what cops fundamentally do, cops are reactive, right? Yeah. Cops are reactive and right. they're not generally super good at that. They show up slowly, if at all, well, and oftentimes exacerbate problems. I think it's important to say that, that there are probably people, that probably, there probably are some cops who, who do a good job at that, but you're right. It is, it is, it is not, there's not a whole lot of prevention happening there. Yeah. I want, well, I want, that's it. And that's, that's what we're talking about, right? The mm-hmm. idea that like we're pouring all this money into this reactive, and generally speaking, 
pretty slow to do so, force. Like, right. look up police response times in the city where you live. Like, if there's one that's slower than 10 minutes, it's shocking. And think about how much crime and mayhem can happen in one minute. And then imagine counting down nine right. more minutes to wait for help to come. I mean, the bad guys are typically gone. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And uh, then imagine that we're reallocating funds away from that and, um, and using them to create different sets of situations where people aren't as vulnerable and aren't as like disenfranchised and aren't as discriminated against because those are the conditions that make right. people act out in the ways that they need cops to then mitigate in the first place. Right. I had read this th tweet thread last night that was has such a great metaphor. Can I just share it real quick? Yes. I'll, I won't share the whole thing, but uh, he says uh, this guy... Uh, Actually, it's a woman. I'm so sorry. Derica is her name. Mm. Good job, Derica. Good job, Derica. Uh, she says, increasing money for policing is kind of like getting bigger buckets for a leak inside your home, yeah. but never going on the roof to analyze the problem. We say the bucket isn't working. It's overflowing. It has holes. We fall over it. People respond, you just want my house to flood? Like, if you get rid of the buckets, what are you going to do, right? Right. Police are reactive and barely good at that. Interpersonal harm is caused by and causes social and excuse me, interpersonal harm is caused by and causes social inequality. Of course, these things will increase during the peak rates of inequality we've had during the pandemic with job loss, evictions, racial violence, gender-based violence, et cetera. And now you have governors withdrawing from federal unemployment, which is going to exacerbate the yeah. inequality. Yeah. People are stressed and economically exploited. Police can only exacerbate the violence against them through arrests and imprisonment that makes people more precarious in life. They yes. put them in more precarious position. This is why we say divest and invest. Defund police and fund communities. Abolition is absence and presence. We need both at the same time over time to make policing and the entire uh, policing the the, whole, the need for policing obsolete. Yeah, uh, it goes. She goes on, and it, it's just a really good point. But I love that idea about like let's stop adding buckets. Let's go investigate the cause of the leak. Yeah, and invest our money as a, as a society. Invest our resources as a society. Let's to fix, fix the roof. That let's fix the roof, people. Duh. But I think that you know, just like you were saying earlier with the companies who are going to be sending messages like, well, what are you going to do without your stained master carpet? <laughs> you know, like it, it, the people who are invested in the system as it is are going to fight tooth and nail to keep the system as it is. Yeah. It's going to require the rest of us to examine our assumptions about the status quo and begin asking questions and allowing our imagination to grow for what progress might look like on this. How could we do this better? Yeah. Because we certainly can do better than what we're doing currently. It would be hard to do worse. Yeah, but I'm encouraged by the, the moves in the Washington state legislature, and I, I especially like the part about how um, part of their focus to deal with, with, uh, with this issue was, not, was, was beyond, beyond reforming policing and went to actually doing something about some of the root causes. Yeah. Which, love it. Great. Let's do more of that. Super cool. Yeah. So, people, this is where we usually get into what our experience has been this last week. Let me make it real quick for you. We have been working on music and doing this fundraiser. <laughs> and so, we're not going to talk about anything else uh, because if you want to hear us talk more, please just go so hang out with us on our telethon. That's uh, until every night until Thursday, the 27th, on Shannon's Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Shannon K. Curtis. That's facebook.com slash Shannon K. Curtis. 7 to 8 p.m. at least. Sometimes it goes longer. That's uh, uh, West Coast time, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. So uh, please join us there. If you want to hang out with us and you want to hear live music and have us hear us bantering and talking about stuff, well, we'll do it there. Uh, but because of that, we can't do it anymore here. 
To support the fundraiser, please go to MisfitStars.com slash fundraiser. That's MisfitStars.com slash fundraiser. And please, when you visit there, be as generous as you possibly can. This is not for me and Shannon. Indeed, it is so much not for me and Shannon that we are covering all the credit card processing fees. Also, which is currently like over 300 bucks because it's 2.9% on almost $9,000. And also, we're giving you gifts of a couple of new albums when you give. And oh, we'll yeah. just mail those to your house. You can you get CDs. CDs. Yep. Totally cool. Uh, so yeah, there's gifts for you. There's a whole bunch of goodwill. There is the chance to participate in something that's really meaningful that will help a really good person. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for supporting that. That's at misfitstars.com slash fundraiser. And again, please be as generous as you can. Mm -hmm. We'd be really grateful for that. If you contribute over $100, $100 or more, you get to pick a song, a song of Shannon's, a favorite song of yours for us to learn and play acoustically with that wonderful, magical Wurlitzer electric piano from the 70s. <laughs> uh, and I'll play. Shannon will sing. It'll be your own personal acoustic version of it and it'll be really, really cool. Uh, if you do any amount... Jamie Oki for everyone. Jamie Oki for everybody. It's and a it's, Jimmy Oki a palooza. Yeah, it's the best. It's so <laughs> fun. You pick a song from the 80s and I will sing with so much enthusiasm just for you. One verse, one chorus. So fun. It's so good. Um, that's it for today. We're going to be back next week. By the time we're back next week, uh, the 2020-101 project will be wrapped up. We'll have the last song to talk about next mm -hmm. week. Um, and uh, and I'm sure more will be happening in the world for us to talk about. I think about Mr. Rogers every time. I'm, I'm tossing one shoe to the other hand right now. <laughs> like Mr. Rogers. Aww. Zipping up my cardigan. Uh, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, take good care of yourselves and be good to each other. Yeah, we love you all. See you later. Bye.